You're listening to No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. You are listening to No Blueprint. I'm Anna Banana Freeze. I am uh, a human, a mother, a bee girl, a mess of monkeys. I'm a teaching artist and a dancer and performer. Hey. Nice. I think, I think you. So you've been someone actually that when. And I think I may have told you this. When I was, when we started the podcast originally, you were someone who was on our list of people who we have to talk to. And it took us a really long time to get here, but we wanted to make sure that we were prepared to be able to have this conversation. And so it is an honor to be able to finally sit across from you and and gather all of this for for sure. Yay, thank you. It's because of this podcast that I started listening to podcasts. Before that. I'll take you. Before that, I don't know if I thought it was like some foreign language or something, but I really, I had never listened to a full podcast before. And now what are you listening to? Kind of sort I was listening to a bunch of like nutrition um, okay. podcasts and those are kind of like okay and then like the language gets a little triggering I'm like oh yep. I'm not gonna listen to this anymore the Chase Jarvis live yeah show, I listen to that I listen to that I think my boy Jeremy Higuchi put mm-hmm. me on to Chase Jarvis really yeah wow which is which is obviously Johnny Higuchi is in studio with us so yes shout out to Jeremy shout out to Johnny but let's let's start. I want to start with you from the beginning. Okay. Where were you born? I was born in the Philippines, in Davao City. Before I was born, my dad uh, enlisted in the Navy, and so when I was fourish, I think it was after Christmas when we were when I was like fourish, we moved to Greece. At first, uh, because my dad's in the United States Navy, so um, at first. I think me and all my little cousins thought we were moving to Disney World. Okay. Because that's what we thought of America as. Wait. Um, how do you get from Greece to? Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, 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 oh. because because he was in the American Navy, we thought we were moving to the United States. Okay. Like we're moving to a place where you speak English. Yeah. For some reason, that translated as Disney World or Disneyland, the land of Disney. I don't know. We didn't move to America or Disneyland, um, we actually moved to Greece first. So it was like um, a small town, like an hour away from Athens um, called Niamakri. And so that was kind of my transition from Filipino life in the Philippines to American life in America was Greece. And so you're like, so you, so you assume the whole time in Greece that you were in America? Oh, or? no, no, no. Oh, I knew I knew I was in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but I just remember having this expectation, like we'd see Mickey Mouse. He'd be chilling. Donald Duck and stuff. When we landed, I, I think that's what I was... waiting for you at the airport. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's what I thought of that kind... It was that kind of a move. It wasn't. How long were you in Greece? Um, we were there for two years. I didn't know that not everyone has, like, a vivid memory of their childhood because i did so whenever i talk to people i was gonna say what do you remember about greece yeah oh oh everything that was like a whole lifetime for me that's crazy oh my goodness yeah um 
So even when I was living in the Philippines, yeah. like I have tons of vivid like memories. From before four? Yeah, from before four. Yeah, and I think it helped that we had a photo album. Yeah. So as soon yep. as like we'd see pictures, my mom would like be like, yeah, that's when we went here and did yeah. this and stuff. So um, I'll have a memory of the actual event, but like overlaid on that memory oh. is like a picture. Nice. And I'm like, oh, I thought that really happened, but it was a picture. Yeah. Yeah, nice. but anyway, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so we moved to Greece and we were living there for a while. I went to international, a private international school there. Um, I learned a little bit of Greek while I was there. But I also was learning English because I knew some English words mm. when we were living in the Philippines. But I was speaking three dialects when I was living in the Philippines. Which ones? Tagalog, Ilocano, and um, Pangpangan. Okay. Learning English was cool and all, but there's also like a different culture. And I think moving to Greece first kind of softened the rough edges of America. Just mm. like America for a kid, for an immigrant kid that has a strange to pronounce name. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I love Greece, basically. Yeah. I, I super love Greece. Super big, uh, big part of my memory. Um, it wasn't until we moved to America, so like two two years later after I turned six, that things got kind of weird. Okay. Just like the school system. So we moved to Florida first. So not still not Disneyland, but like Northern Florida and Jacksonville. Ooh. And um okay. yeah, it was it was it was um the schools that I went to were really white. Okay. I think there was like one other Filipino kid. But how long were you? Oh no, four so it was it was kind of weird uh two years and then we moved to virginia for like nine months or something and then we moved back to florida interesting and then from that point it was three years wow after we come back okay what part of virginia um norfolk okay yeah so then you went back to florida jacksonville or a different yeah part? jacksonville again. okay yeah so then you so you went from the philippines at four you lived in Jacksonville for two years. You went to Virginia for how long? Uh, Virginia, like um, less than a year. Okay, then moved back to Jacksonville for three years. Mm -hmm. So by now you're like almost out of elementary school. Yeah. You lived in all of these places. Yeah. And I forgot about Greece. Yeah. Of course. Wow. So then, then what happens? So after after fifth grade. I remember it was like the day that we were having our dare graduation ceremony. So it was at the end of the school year. <laughs> Yo, dare. <laughs> everybody had dare shirts, but it wasn't the black dare shirts. So it was some red ones. So what? everybody was wearing these red dare shirts. Yeah, but it was the same, same red logo. Red and black dare shirts. Yeah. Shout out to dare. Yeah. So yeah. So I got like some certificate or something. I don't know for being good or whatever. And then <laughs> and then I think it was like a, like an hour or two after that ceremony. It wasn't even. Even, like I didn't even get the whole day for that school day like we had to leave before school got out and mm. that's when we like moved away and the way we when I say we moved except for um, going to the Philippines to Greece and Greece to um, America we always drove okay. we, we so so in America we weren't on planes or anything so we drove so we so we drove from Florida to Virginia back to Florida and then from Florida after my fifth grade dare ceremony, we drove up to uh, Waukegan, Illinois. So that's like oh. a suburb of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and so we lived there for like still in the Navy. less than a year. Yeah, still okay. the Navy. Okay. Lived there for less than a year, and there was actually like a strike in the Chicago school district. So I only went to school for like two months that say, year. Chicago public school district. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were always striking. <laughs> yeah. How long were you in Chicago? Less than a year again. Okay. Yeah. My and what? And your thing. was your dad. Like, just wanted to move and see these different places? Was oh, it... no. Oh, no, he had no say. Okay, they were just like, it's time. It's, it's yeah, time. it's like, okay, you got to go. do training here and then go here. And then usually, like, when he's stationed somewhere for, like, three years or so, that's, like, okay. when he's just on a, on a ship. Were you going back to the Philippines to oh. visit any time in between? Oh, no, not it... at all. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did, and so were you, you know, this was this was clearly before the time of, like, Facebook and mm-hmm. MySpace and the internet. Yeah. And so like were for were you how often were you able to connect back with family? Oh wow. It was only my parents who would talk to <laughs> like their siblings or their parents. Mm-hmm. Um when they'd be on the phone. I don't I don't ever remember my parents. I don't think it even occurred to them for us to say hi. <laughs> Maybe because, you know, long distance costs a lot. Right, they're like, Back this card. They're like, we, we don't have time for you to stutter on the phone and try to figure out who you're talking to. You don't even get to say hi. Um, oh, but um, I, I think my parents wrote letters too because we get... Um, We'd get mail. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, the slow way and get like pictures yeah. and stuff like that, and they'd send money back. So nice. yeah, so yeah, no, that's legit. no internet yet. So how did you get to Washington? From actually from Illinois, we um, moved to California. Okay. So that was like one year in Vallejo, and then three years in Alameda, California, which okay. is right next to Oakland. So that was like middle school, middle school and first year of high school. Okay, it was Vallejo and yeah. I was about to say, yeah, so you're and, seeing and Alameda. everything from Jacksonville to Chicago to Vallejo. Like, wow, that's a lot of culture yeah. in a lot of different places. Yeah. Yeah. I was in. I was hella involved with school. I was in band. Um, I was doing really good in all my classes. Mm. I was doing honors. I like loved everything and I loved school and I loved being involved. Oh, and I was in drama too and I was gonna oh, so um, be part the, of the community. So you had all the friends. Have, yeah, yeah, so it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good life, right? And then just, like starting to become a young adult, you know? Were you dancing yet? No, not yet, okay. not at all. Okay. I didn't even know the word hip hop, I don't think, at that wow. point. Wow, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, but then so we moved and of course, you know, my life is ruined. Oh, like, yeah. Like literally oh, ruined. Oh, my friends. Oh my goodness. You just took me away from everyone. Yeah, like for real, for real. And and we moved to Everett, Washington. Ooh. So, yeah, yes, and here we drove again, we drove again. So when we moved, we drove up. Um, and you know, like when you get on uh, northbound I-5 and you're about to turn and then you see that view of Seattle that's like so pretty. Okay. So, so that happened. It was a like cloudy day. We see the view. We, we, rent, we take a turn on the bend and we see the view of Seattle. It's like, oh, wow, that looks nice. You know, like, okay, yeah. this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. Okay. And you keep going. And then we keep going. And you keep going. We keep going. We, we pass. We pass downtown. We don't even turn. We don't even go into anything. I'm like, oh, oh okay. And then we're all like turning. It's like, okay, how far are we gonna be? We're still 30 going. Thirty minutes. We're still going. Thirty minutes north. There wasn't even any traffic. Thirty minutes. Um, and then we 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 uh, landed 
and North Everett.、Um, actually, Is there a base up there? Um, I guess. Okay. Oh no, sorry. It's、uh, there's a there is, but it's not in Everett. It's a little north of Everett. Okay.、I'm、forgetting what the the thing is called, but yeah. So we went there. We went. We went there, and then and you were like, "This is not Seattle." Yeah, and then literally, it felt like every day after that day was like a gray. Pacific Northwest, <laughs> not sunny. Only, only sunny for an hour. You、maybe. went from sunny Northern、oh、California,、goodness. yeah, to cloudy Everett, Washington. To cloudy Everett, Washington. So then, <laughs> how, how? When did you start dancing? I started dancing like maybe two years after that. Still in high school, or yeah, still、okay. in high school. The thing about moving to Everett, and it probably would have been the same if I moved to、um, Seattle. I wasn't surrounded by the music that I was used to anymore, and I didn't、mm. know that was going to happen. Because、mm-hmm. before, you know, I was used to like, I don't know, like a radio station being. No.、Yeah. I don't even know what to call it, like normal. I don't know, but、um, <laughs> but then eventually,、um, I just started looking for music online. So the internet just started at this AOL. point. Well, I will dial up or yes,、okay. dial up. It was dial up. So like、is. you'd hear the、uh, when it was loading <laughs> or whatever, and you can't use the phone at the same time because we didn't have、mail. two phone lines. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. We didn't、yeah. have two phone lines, so so you tie up the phone line if you were online, and you get kicked off if someone like right. If someone calls in, you pick up the phone. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Some folks listening to this are not going to have any idea. I know. What? I know. What's what is、that? this? What, what is, is this technology? <laughs> Probably everybody. I started looking for music. I and again, I didn't know what to call it, but I think I just like would stumble upon different songs that I was familiar with, like and hearing. And it take you three days to download one. Yeah,、song. yeah, it, it would, it would. <laughs> like, forget about it if you're trying to download two things at the、right. same time. That'd be like over. But okay, so then you're doing your research. You stumble upon dance. What did you like? What did you find? And how did you go from there? So before before dancing, I was into DJing,、yep. and so the way I kind of or my my younger brother and I got into the、uh, like Seattle hip hop scene、um, is we or actually I was at a math conference at Edmonds Community College, or I, I think I was just I was just going because it was like a day off from school, so.、Uh-huh. You would say yes to any field trip, or at least I did. So I was at this math conference, and in one of the classes, someone. So this was when I was still like,、uh, like researching and stuff, and getting acquainted with hip hop and learning about DJing.、Um, one of the students, I think,、um, they were asking whoever was was lecturing、um, a question about.、Uh, Something and then he happened to mention that he was a DJ. I don't know. He was like totally name dropping himself, but he did that. And then, but that like super stuck in my mind. I was like, oh, he's a DJ. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And then I told myself, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up to him after this session ends, and I'm gonna、um, give him my number or something like that. My 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 aim. I don't know. So I approach him. I approach him after this whole thing is done. And it happens to be like a Filipino guy too. Okay. And、uh. I think he thought I was hitting on him or something.、Mm-hmm. And I was not hitting. I was just trying to like, you know, as a, a budding professional to another, trying to network. Wait, how old were you in this? Oh, I think I was.、Uh, I was fourteen. 
14 and a half, maybe. <laughs> I was like, she's yeah, a budding professional. I was like, wait, how are you in the story? I'm okay, Aspiring sorry. DJ. Yeah. We started chatting a little bit, and, and I think the first time we, we met up, uh, he picked up me and my brother from Everett to go, I don't I think it was like to a show. How old was this person? Brian was 16, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I was 14. Had the car? Yeah, so we totally had a car. Mom made you take little brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kay. And my little brother went too. So he kind of introduced us to the Seattle hip hop scene. Actually, he did. Kay. And we would like practice. I was borrowing someone else's turntables, like another DJ that I met oh, wow. at a school dance. So you started off DJing at like 14. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, actually, maybe it was 15. No, 15. I'm going to say 15 okay. because I'm a sophomore. Okay. That's right. It was it was just weird. Did you have a DJ name? On it. DJ Bananas. Or actually, it was supposed to be DJ Banana. Yeah. How did you come up with DJ Banana? Well, Anna is not even really my real name. So, that Japanese class I mentioned, um, I don't know if they do this for every language class, but Were you're supposed to come out name? with a name. Yeah, okay. so... <clears throat> My name was Anime. Get it? Anime. Anna. Anime. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> only a couple people got that. People thought that was like my real name or something. That is not my real name. Do you not get it? Like, are we not in Japanese class? Since my easy to pronounce name was Anna, so I just started using it not just in Japanese class, but like in other things uh, and online too. How long were you on DJing before you were like. Oh. This is cool, but... Oh, I stopped, like, maybe a year and a half into it. Okay. Um, because that's when I started getting into dancing. But one of the other reasons was... Um, yeah, yeah, I had a telemarketing job to make money to okay. pay for turntables and, like, records and stuff. Okay. But, yeah, my... So, my brother was DJing at the same time. He was nice. learning at the same time. Um, He was just a little younger than me. But I was noticing that when I'd go to practices and stuff, I, I wasn't doing like shows or like doing gigs or anything, but I we would just get together and practice with other people. Mm. And I would notice that it was consistently, it, it consistently happened that when I DJed or when I was doing anything, I would get like more commentary and like more amazement or whatever from whoever was in the room. Oh. And then my brother, it would just be like, oh, you're okay. But he was actually like, technically better than me yeah. and what we would practice on is like scratches so like mixing i think yeah. i was better <laughs> scratching wise though like my brother was like so technical and like yeah. um much better than me cleaner yeah. but i would get more attention so that started bothering me um, and i just kind of felt for lack of a better word like fake mm. i guess i was i was feeling like wow you know like why are you saying that about me and when my brother does things like it's just whatever like it, it just felt weird do you remember the first kind of circle that you jumped in or the first time you danced in i'm not sure when the first time i danced in public i remember the first battle that i did i think johnny was there okay i think i think jonathan was there um but massive massive monkeys were there um yeah and they were like so good and so cool. And I think so, they ended up winning. But but it was like to me, yeah. um, so so the person that I started dancing with, her name is Lotus, and she's also in Massive Monkeys. Okay. She's the other woman in Massive Monkeys. She would get really like nervous, mm. like 
anxiety attacks, like super, oh, super, wow. like well, about to faint. But we're still um, like before um, battles or ciphers. Wow. And she she would still do it though, but yeah. she would like so so since she was like so so scared, like I there was no room for me to be scared. Mm. So I'd be like, oh hey, you know, it's I guess it's like having a, a little a younger sibling, like you know, you you act like you're the oldest. Yeah, so yeah. You like, gotta, you, I gotta I gotta go gotta first when we're walking in the dark and like convinced yeah. that there's nothing there. Um, so it was like that. Um, it felt like I couldn't be scared because she was already scared. Right. Someone had to be like, no, let's go. It's gonna be okay. Right. Let's do it. Look, I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. Tell me. Oh yes. So 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 you're at this battle. You're dancing. You're already dancing with massive monkeys? No, not at all. Not, not I also I think this was the first time we saw them and knew who they were, maybe. Okay, we will we will go back to figure out the story of massive monkeys. But for now, the first time you met massive monkeys, you're in this battle or at this battle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, I I just kidding, I'm lying. Uh, that's not the first time I met them. Um, but it was the first time I saw them in a battle and knew who they were, I think. Okay. Yeah. How many folks were in Massive Monkeys by then? Um, at that time, um, like six or something, seven. Looks beginning, like uh, 98, 1998. Or beginning, yeah, beginning of 1998. I think. Ooh, or the end. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it wasn't Massive Monkeys yet. I'm it's sorry. Just massive. It's just Massive Crew. Okay. Yeah. So, um Where and where yeah, were you? Five, six people. Um oh what do you mean? Like was where like is it, was it at Jefferson Community Center? Oh, um <laughs> oh this this the battle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like in life at the time. Right. Um, She's like in life I was <laughs> somewhere in between. In Puyallup or something. What? Yeah, I think it was in Puyallup. There were quite a few battles, like small battles in Interesting. Actually, you know, I'm just kidding. Um it's it was called the Something Firehouse. Auburn Firehouse. I want to say Ballard Firehouse, but it wasn't in Ballard. It was in Auburn. It was the, the Firehouse. Was so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it was like this community center. I think it was the yeah. How yeah. big were these dance battles? It would depend. Most of them were small. Most of them were pretty small, like a community center or less. So wait, you mean to tell me in 1998 there were kids from Seattle in b-boy b-girl groups from seattle going to auburn washington yeah. to battle other b-boy and b-girl crews yeah yeah who was yeah. like putting all this together yeah. um it was someone from the community center i think that put this this or that event together yeah 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 they did do quite a bit actually they did do quite a bit um but there were yeah like there, there was a huge scene and actually there was a huge breaking scene in the mid 90s and at this time when i started getting into it it was actually dying down so the old crews like boss crew which is from beacon hellish they they were kind of getting a little older i think towards the tail end of high school and so there weren't opportunities, you know, back then for dancers, for, for people who break, so they would stop. Yeah, so uh, so me and Lotus, we'd go to Jefferson Community Center. Oftentimes, like, it seems like half the time, we would take the bus from Everett wow. to Jefferson, Correct. and Jefferson would be open on Mondays and um, Fridays. So usually we don't go it's on like Mondays. like after school. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Usually we don't go on Mondays because it, it'd be a school, school night. night. We had yeah. to take a bus. We'd be getting home hella late. 
Um, so we'd usually, if we did the bus, it would be on Friday practices. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we take the bus. It was like two and a half hour ride um, on the bus. And that's one way. And right. then that's... same thing the other way. And we would do this. We would do this a lot. Um, but especially in the summer, we would make sure to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were, pra- we were just practicing and stuff. And we actually weren't dancing for that, for that long of a time period before we got into Massive crew which is kind of weird in hindsight like that's not really good practice but everybody was kids i guess <laughs> and we weren't that good well, kids actually, are a little more empathetic yeah I, <laughs> they're like she's high yeah but... if, if kids means high school i guess yeah. so but lotus oh my goodness her form was like impeccable she had the best form ever mm. she had like she start. she was dancing before i was um she's the reason why i started dancing because i saw her practicing dancing, after school yeah, yeah. and that's then it's so... like before that i was never interested in breaking at yeah. all like i just I'd never stand and watch a cypher ever um probably because it was always guys that I saw and I wasn't interested in watching them do that um but when I saw her I was like what is this magic Uh, I want to learn like my second thought when I saw her was like I want to learn and that's why I learned I started learning like maybe half a year later yeah and your parents were cool with you going down nice yeah yeah they, they were totally okay with me doing all this, like staying out late yeah. and like whatever. So then you move to Seattle. Mm-hmm. You're closer to, to jams. Are you still yeah. working your telemarketing job? No, I'm not. That was very, very temporary. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it was very temporary. Um, actually, when I moved to Seattle, it was to live with a whole bunch of other people from Massive Monkeys. There, there, um, yeah. yeah, so this was like beginning of 2001. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of us moved out together, like seven of us, I think. Oh, man. And it was, yeah, it was everybody's first time, like, moving. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, so. Parties. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, it was. You get to learn how how your friends live and how how either cleanly or not so cleanly. Yes. Oh, and that was, that would be a struggle later. Because at first, I think the first year. Yeah, the first year, I don't think I cared as much. But as I began to get older, like things would bother. Like my yeah. Virgo-ness would come out and be like, that's not really clean. It's your turn to do that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're um, not going to wash dishes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we try like everything, like uh, having like a whiteboard. And oh, have, like, yeah, it's your yeah. turn. See, look, your the turn. The passive do, do aggressiveness. Trash. Yes, too. yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, it was. But yeah, so we all moved out together. And that was like just a different era, but it was it was really cool because we were honestly just practicing all the time, mm-hmm. practicing all the time. Someone had a job um, at Mercer Gym to like just watch the gym on the weekends, nice. and we would Using go and those practice. Yeah, we go practice there. If there was like a club thing or a late night practice, we we go to everything. And at the time, our bodies wouldn't really hurt because y'all were young and flexible. <laughs> yeah. Those pieces, I don't want to gloss over that, right? Like, y'all were a crew who all had a mission to get better at this specific thing. Y'all decided that we were going to come together, save on rent, be together, learn this together, and get over, you know, the person not taking the trash out, the person mm-hmm. not washing dishes, the cleanliness, all, all mm-hmm. of the things that happen when you live on your own for the first mm-hmm. time with a group of people. Yeah. But I'm sure that time had to be like, look back on it and say, okay, we're saving a crap ton of money. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. On top of 
the connections, the homie with the key to Mercer, mm-hmm. right? Like this is this is a free space mm-hmm. yeah. when in Seattle space is so limited yes. as places, and so wow, yeah, yeah. Yo, I didn't even think about that. Like what that means now. Like I was just like, yeah, that's what happened when we were young. But it's like right. that's what that what was what was happening when we were young in Seattle. Like. Right. It's right. still Seattle, but it's not. I don't think it's like that for anyone. Right. Space is, young. At a, space is at a premium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So then Massive Monkeys is like garnering a name for themselves. Y'all are like touring the world, literally the world. America's Best Dance Crew was yeah. what year? Yeah, that was 2007, I think. 2008. So America's Best Dance Crew, 2008. Mm -hmm. I think my introduction actually to Massive Monkeys was when some of y'all came out to Central because of Jeremy. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And and so, and which I don't, I can't remember what year that was. It had to be, it had to be maybe right after America's Best Dance Crew. So maybe Mm. it was today. It might have been 2008. Mm. And so you, when did you come up with the idea of like mini breaks? Oh, um, so mini breaks, the official idea began when when we got the studio in 2000, very late 2012. It opened 2013. Okay. Mm -hmm. And was this before or after like Massive Monkey Days? Um, oh, it was after, yeah. Massive okay. Monkey Days, I think it's the first one was like 2010, 11? Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. So, okay, so let's rewind. Okay. So Massive Monkey Days, mm-hmm. Mayor Proclamation. Oh, yeah, that was 2004. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm, yeah. so even before that. Yeah. So Mayor Proclamation happens, mm-hmm. America's Best Dance Group happens. Massive Monkey Day happens. Mm-hmm. Were you a part of the just the overall like culmination of what that was, or so what prompted the uh, mayor's award, or like one of one of the things was a handful of the crew went to London for this event called um, what's it called, the World B Boy Championships. Okay, so it was called. The World B-Boy Championship. Okay. Tomorrow, I could throw a jam and call it the Earth's B-Boy Championships. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So okay. that was Valid. what it was called. Valid. It wasn't. It wasn't inter. It was an international event. Yes. But I think a lot of the a lot of the people that would hear that be like, Oh my gosh, that is hey. so official! The World Championship. Okay. But. It was what the jam was called, or the battle was called. Um, That's good marketing. Yes. Oh That's my gosh. But it was like, oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah, it was. Um, okay. But so, so from from winning that, but it, it was a pretty epic battle or whatever. They won that, and then coming back to the U.S., the you know the city was pretty excited about it. The mayor was excited about it, I guess. Um, and yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was also because of um, all the community service work that, that we did. We we worked with, uh, we would work with kids a lot. Nice. So a lot of us like, it felt like half of us was were employed by uh, Parks and Recreation at the time. Okay. We were doing Jefferson Community Center, yep. uh, the before and after school program there. Some of us were working for the city, 
and uh, we would just work with kids a lot. Okay. Um, and I think Jerome, uh, from the beginning, one of the members of Mass Monkeys, Jerome uh, Jeromeski, he uh, was working with um, Arts Core, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, from the beginning, almost from the beginning of Arts Core. And so we would just like work and teach um, kids all the time. Giving and, back and at to Jefferson, the youth. you know, and it was it was just it was it didn't feel like oh we're giving back or because um, <laughs> y'all were just dancing. We have to take it. Yeah, we would just be dancing, and then like there'd be kids, and then be like oh hey. Uh, yeah. You want to learn? Well, here, do this. Um, but that's so And awesome. it was just like passing it on, kind of, because that's how yeah. people would learn back then. Mm-hmm. It was like you'd ask, you'd have to go to a physical practice yeah. and ask someone who you might not know, who might turn you down because they're like scary and like aggressive dancer. I don't know, but like you would have to take those risks, and that's how you would learn. Or your friend who is more brave than you, they go ask, and then mm. they will teach you. You'll learn with your friend or whatever. It was it was really like that. It's not like nowadays when you could learn watching YouTube, not necessarily having ever gone to a real jam before in your life and your experience mm. of these things, of these community gatherings are yeah. like through a screen. And I think no one knew how much of an impact that what that would be because it, it's different. We we had videos, we had VHS tapes mm. back in the day, and we'd like everybody would like copy it, and then that's how the that's everybody how it would spread. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like like one like <laughs> one person dope. one person from your crew would buy it, and then they would make copies for everybody else. Um, and that was normal though. That was but but that's how that's you how know. you found out about people from other places. Mm. Yeah, so Massive Monkey Studios opened. Mm-hmm you immediately start teaching classes yes. or wow yeah. okay so yeah from the beginning so you knew that like i want to teach a class yeah yeah i did um and i knew that no one was teaching like a toddler preschool age group oh so you just you already knew that you wanted to teach yeah. little kids yeah yeah because i was like you know you know what would be successful like this is in round so this would probably be successful <laughs> um oh and i and and I was a preschool teacher too, so I knew that was uh, like, I loved, I loved it that age group. And where'd I you had teach preschool? Um, at Jefferson Community Center. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, awesome. yeah. There's a lot of people okay. used to be in that program. Okay. That are so, adults now. What? Okay, so now, so you're teaching preschool, Massive Monkey Studios opens, mm-hmm. you start teaching what what age? Yeah, um, it's like a two to six year old age range. So so I actually wasn't teaching preschool anymore. I stopped a little after I had my daughter. Um, but yeah, it's it's because that was like my favorite age group. So age two to six. Yeah. I don't know if that's. I shouldn't yeah. say that. It's really funny. That's a very interesting yeah. <laughs> age. Yeah, it's really funny because they just learned how to walk. Yeah. Kind of like a year or two and ago. And now they're like spinning. They're, yeah. So 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 it's not such a huge leap. Yeah. For a, for you to tell them like, oh hey, do all these weird things, <laughs> and they'll listen to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing that, and they'll totally like do everything I say. That's unless they don't. Until they don't. Until they're yeah. crying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then. Was what was the inception for mini breaks? Actually, a few years before, it was a toddler play group, mm. but it was specifically for um, I think black children. Mm. So families, like maybe like uh, white families, would adopt, and mm. it would just be um, a play group in which they did all sorts of different activities together. Mm. They asked a friend of mine. Um, so, so I had a B-Girl crew as well. They're not active anymore. So two of us from the crew, from the B-Girl crew would uh, do these little toddler classes and it would be so hard to like 
figure out things that would work for them. Mm. But a few years after that, that's when I thought of mini breaks. I was like, actually, this will work, this will work. And maybe after having my own kid, it was like, oh, that's how, that's how to do it. Let's try this out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was really, it was really just that. And then I just like figured out like, okay, let me be strategic. Like yeah. two minutes doing this, three minutes doing this. I know uh, the attention spans are really short, so. Yeah. Gotta We've moved on. Next station. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I know you're liking this, but we're gonna move on anyway. Right you're before gonna start you get crying. bored. Right before yeah. you get bored with this. Yeah. Let's let's switch it up. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So if you ever sit through a class, it's really like, like right. okay, we're doing this. We're doing and this. We're doing this. Yeah. yeah. And my I, I have to like my energy has to be up like this. I have to be like, like I Where never I never saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I always have to take a nap on a class day. Okay. Class, like, I only did a one hour class, but I'm like spent the okay. rest of the day. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, and like my face gets all big and exaggerated. I didn't know how my face got, yeah. like when I talk to kids, but I, I'm like, right. like, my eyes are like this, like big, like the whole time. Yeah. Like, like oh, you know what? I forgot that this happened. Like just, that's the way I talk with yeah. them the whole time. Just like super, like Exhausting actually. so much energy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not really exaggerating because I really do talk like that when I'm interested in something. Yeah. <laughs> I have to talk, I have to talk to them. Not like they're like, cause, cause I think that's what people who don't uh, get along or work well or whatever, interact well with really young kids. Like mm. don't realize that they're just little, they're just young people. Yeah. They're people, they're, yeah. they're for real people. They have like, things they're interested in and you could tell if you look at their body language you'd be yeah, like they can tell oh me. they're not into that let me not talk about that or whatever right. it's like oh you want to be left alone that's okay no pressure like i'm yeah, not gonna yeah, make yeah, you yeah. talk to me just because i'm an adult right. you know all that's these really, things um but yeah wow it's, it's super like a magic show like okay look at this now right. no ta-da this is ready turn around sit down stand up yeah so is mini when did mini breaks become its own business Kind of sort of from the beginning of okay. this, from the studio, even when it was going through the studio, mm. from the Massive Monkey studio, I felt pretty, pa actually I felt really passionate about it. So I made sure like I had a website that yep. explained everything oh. with my own calendar nice. and I would like do Facebook ads yeah. and stuff. I was just like super like, I understood that to fill it up. I had to like advertise and yeah, stuff and I was yeah. reading all these business books and stuff. Okay. Um, and just like all these things and they would like work. They What'd you read? Work. I think one of the first ones was, I think something about a business brain. It's like this old school book, like a lot of things don't apply. Mm. Oh, how to jumpstart your business brain or something like that. I forgot. One of them, it was about branding though. It's called the brand gap. Okay. And just like all these things, th those are the two that come to mind. Okay. Um, okay. Ooh, but also think his name is Kevin Kelly um, and he had this thing called um, 1000 true fans okay because okay so so that's real so when I was doing this when I was doing my mini breaks classes I was trying to make a living off of breaking mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how to make a living how to support myself um, and my daughter and my family yep with dancing period mm -hmm. um, so I was just like kind of going a hundred percent the mini breaks thing yeah, and the classes would be full, like eventually, not at first. I'm sure. Yeah, after like I'm maybe sure. two months. Wow. Two months. That's quick consistent. though. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like, and there was like no cap at the time, so sometimes I think I think the most I had ever gotten when I was at the studio was like maybe 50 kids. Wow. So so not just 50 kids, but like each uh, at least had like one adult with them. So yeah. like, imagine the space right. being full. So when did you? 
<laughs> when did you know that it was time to raise prices? Oh, well, the studio, we got the space through this uh, organization called Storefronts. Okay. And they would kind of sort of like pay for your rent for yeah. a certain amount of time. So when rent, <laughs> when we actually, would, yeah, when we'd have to pay, yep. then it was like, oh, shoot. Okay, let's get a little serious. Gotta and raise these prices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like they're they're kind of... They haven't really gone up in like seven years almost. So. Say, knock on wood. Especially in Seattle, like it's crazy. Yeah, we're like kind of sort of in the middle of a possible transition right now. I was gonna say because now you're in move. Washington Hall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not doing. Um, I left the studio about two years ago because they were. There was like this ongoing construction project oh, yeah. that would um, affect the floors. So. I couldn't use the floors anymore, so I left to go to Washington Hall. Their floors are okay. But yeah, I think if there is a move in the near future, which is very possible mm. before the year is up, then I'll be going back there. Okay. And then I guess as we as we come to a close, Patreon. Oh yeah, oh my goodness. So I started a Patreon in July. And if you don't know what that is, it's like Netflix. Mm. So, you know, you, you pay, there's different levels of Netflix, I guess, that you want. Like, I think most people just have the online one. Anyway, so you pay for your level and then each month uh, that just automatically gets taken out of your account, mm. uh, like starting at $1. And instead of watching TV shows, you get to watch that organization or that artist or that project grow and develop and blossom and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, That's whatever money you have available, a dollar. How's it? I, I, how's it going? It's going really well, honestly. Um, what I did was just ask everyone, and almost I think I've asked almost everyone I know. Mm. And I was just looking at like my uh, Facebook friend list, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, who out of all these people do I actually know, like yep. in real life or whatever?" So I asked. I think I've asked almost everybody. And because it's not normal at all, I don't think to have right now. I have 110 yeah. um, patrons. It's not normal to get that within like three months. I was gonna say, but you, yeah. but but I honestly asked everyone, which is like, hey, can you help out? So I am, I am a patron. Yes, of, yes, of you Mini are. Breaks. Thank you. I and that. I became a patron because the note that you sent out to me. Even if it was like a generic note or whatever, I it was the first time. I was gonna say, because <laughs> doing that a bunch of times. Yeah. It was the first time that someone had like reached out and said, hey, we've started this Patreon. We want pa Patreon. We want to know if you'd be willing to donate X amount of dollars. Even every dollar helps, even if it's only $1 mm -hmm. a month. Like, really I thought nice. that was a really amazing touch on top of. I know that you've been dancing forever, right? And I know that this is your passion. I know that this is something that you've been doing forever. I know that um, your business has been growing forever. And so like, it's super cool to be able to say like, oh yeah, like mini breaks is something that's dope. It like uplifts my community. Like it's ended somebody who's from my community. Like this is super awesome. And so, yeah, oh, I thought, you. I thought, you know, just the, just that touch, right? And I hope that like anyone who's listening can take that away like just that touch and the trust that i already yeah, had 
and somebody that was like had been doing this forever it's just i mean it's unprecedented and it's super awesome oh, and so thank you thank that's you. cool so yeah. how can people support you on patreon oh okay so if you just go to patreon.com slash mini breaks dance that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash mini breaks dance you can even google that it'll bring you to the page and then you can um, subscribe to whatever level you want and and honestly the one dollar the one dollar subscriptions help so much because i don't know if it's if it's like this with you or anyone else who's listening like when you go to a campaign and there's not that many people contributing you feel like kind of crunchy right you're like oh this is so awkward i feel so bad for them you know they only have like one or two or whatever and it's scary to be like the number three or whatever or or the number one to that I, I've learned through this experience, I've learned to get over that mm. to like what, whatever that perception is. So when I hear about someone I know who has a Patreon, it's like, oh, sure. I'll, yeah, of course. Of course. I'll, I'll be a num- I'll be a body for you. Yeah, you know, like, sure. so, so that helps so much. But really, like the dollars do add up. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if like 30 people, 30 ish people or whatever mm. uh, are contributing at one dollar a month, that's like after fees, it's not exactly to to uh, class admissions but um it's it's almost funding two kids yeah um to be able to go to class and that's like that's two extra kids that would not have gone to class and experienced the normal things and the the fun things that other kids with money or families with money um have and that's actually what was bothering me for a long for the longest time about dancing or about teaching classes it's like oh my goodness it's like mostly um, middle-class families yeah, that come. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, yep. and there wasn't, like, it was only a very small number of uh, kids of color, families of color. Yeah. And I would just be like, dang, you know, like... The scholarships is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't yeah. have been able to afford those classes yeah. for myself or my daughter. Yeah, I th- I th- and I think that, like, I know this from my wife's youngest sister and thinking about summer programs right yeah there's there's a ton of summer programs out there there's not that many that are like free or reduced or have have scholarships yeah that make it equitable for the families that are on free and reduced lunch right and so it's like and it's it's sometimes it's babysitting right it's literally like we're gonna babysit your kid for the entire day yeah that's gonna cost you a thousand dollars a week yeah and but because it's a thousand dollars a week it also means that like certain students or certain kids can participate and others just yeah 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 for sure for sure shout out to you for yeah no it just it just doesn't make sense right like i come from a community that wouldn't have been part of wouldn't have been part of those programs if it wasn't for a scholarship absolutely or something so it's like dang you know like lately i've just been reflecting back on myself like what would have helped me yep you know, mm-hmm. like. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has thank been super cool. I'm sure me. that there are things that we missed out on. I'm now in this, like, with the podcast, we're in this space where we get to have follow up conversations with folks. Mm. And the follow ups are usually, like, on a stage somewhere and get yeah. to have a live continuation of a concert. And yeah. so hopefully this is just a foundation of conversations that we've had before yeah and we can come together 
like in a space and this is actually the first time that i've you are the person the first person to have been recorded in this space oh wow really uh, yeah and so exciting. super super excited last question how can folks follow you i'm on instagram probably best to follow my mini breaks account because my personal account is tagged in all of those i yep. think so it's just at mini breaks dance okay. or website mini breaks dance.com awesome Thank you. Thank you so much, Dom. Yes. If you liked what you heard, be sure to donate so we can keep going. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. You have no idea how much it helps. We also want to know what you think. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can even use the hashtag NoBlueprint. And if you're really down with the movement, you can join our Patreon account and become a patron, where you'll get exclusive content and limited edition merchandise. No Blueprint is powered by Ambassador Stories. We share stories of the people, places, and spaces that bring soul to our communities. No Blueprint is recorded at Ambassador Stories Studios and co-produced with me, Maya Aina. Hear more episodes of No Blueprint and get official No Blueprint merchandise at noblueprintpodcast.com.